So as we enter into St. Mark's Gospel this morning, we hear the disciples uh, arguing with someone about using the name of Jesus and expelling demons. And it really calls to mind where we're at in the world right now, especially within the Christian community, that we are all over the place, all over the place. And I had the privilege of participating in a conference this, this particular week, uh, and we we were did it by Zoom because of the COVID thing that we're still kind of rapid battling. But there was a center group that was in Rome, uh, and they were the kind of the key to bring all of the people that were joining by Zoom together. And it was all the bishops of the world who had been invited to share in faith a spiritual moment of unity. And the invitation was, dare to be one. Now just to give you a perspective for this meeting that we had, there were bishops from Iran, Syria, Pakistan, India, South America, Africa, United States, Central America. I can keep going. We had the patriarch's representative of the Greek Orthodox Church, the patriarch's representative of the Russian Orthodox Church, the representative of the Methodist Church, Lutheran Church, Pentecostal Church. I mean, this was quite a group of folk. And, of course, all of us are on the screen together. All right, so that's the image, modern world. Uh, you can imagine Jesus says, if someone has the spirit upon them and they're on the screen, they're good. They're good. So Jesus urging the disciples to not stop the one who had not been walking with them. Don't stop him. Because if he's using my name and if he believes with us, then he is one of us. And the Spirit of God has come upon him. Now, we were a diverse group, I can tell you. And we also did not agree on everything theologically and all that. In that meeting, though, it didn't matter. What happened for us was a time to share the oneness in our belief in Jesus Christ and his love. That's the first part that Jesus, that Jesus is talking about in the gospel and calling his disciples to. By the way, yesterday morning at 11.30, Rome time, so if you figure it out, 4.30 a.m. our time, I was on a Zoom call with the Holy Father. And he was awake, I was not. But he was sharing in the joy of that moment of unity worldwide of the churches coming together and being one in our love of Jesus Christ. And it exhorted us together to continue to share faith together. That's the first part of the gospel. The second part of the gospel is our St. Vincent de Paul Society folks. You are a powerful example of what Jesus is talking about in terms of discipleship. He's saying to us, if you give a cup of water to someone who is thirsty in my name, you are speaking for me. You are living for me. You are sharing God's love through me to them. That is the heart of the church. And so blessings to you, St. Vincent de Paul, members. So the invitation of Jesus 
is into a kind of discipleship that is not just looking inward. In other words, it's not just about our own faith, but it's about sharing that faith in action and in word and letting that be our sign of discipleship, that we believe in Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior. He drives our lives. He is the one that guides us to give a cup of water to someone that is poor, to someone that is homeless, to someone that is in desperate need. The third part of this, though, is the challenge that it is. He says, if you have something in your life which is keeping you from God's love, cut it out. Cut it out. Now, if we take that scripture literally, he talks about cutting out your hands, your eyes, your ears. By the way, none of us would be able, we'd all be blind right now. I mean, literally, we'd all be blind uh, if we took it literally. What he's really saying is, if you've got anything of mind, body, or spirit that is keeping you from the love of Jesus Christ, that's what needs to be cut out. That's the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation, by the way, that enables us to approach the Lord Jesus who forgave people when he was on earth and who is still on earth with us and forgives us in the person of the priest and the church. It invites us in a special way to let nothing come between us and his love, to truly be filled with his love. And so those moments that are simple, we call venial sins, impatience or lack of understanding or getting angry with one another or whatever it may be, those moments are meant to be brought to him for healing. And then the biggies, okay? So we've got addiction in our life, if we've got stuff that's really got us by the throat, if we're really struggling in our relationship, in our marriage, or in our family, or we have a family member that we're really struggling with, all of those are to be brought to Him. And finally, I, I read across a, a, uh, a quote, it's really the letter of St. Thomas More that he wrote to his daughter. And St. Thomas More was the, named the Chancellor of England by Henry VIII. So 16th century, and Henry VIII divorced his wife and asked everybody in his court to proclaim that it was lawful. And of course, at that time, it was against the church. Uh, and St. Thomas More said, no, no. So here's what he wrote to his daughter. And his daughter was really concerned for him and afraid that he was going to be condemned for treason and then killed. And he wrote, Dear Meg, I will not mistrust God, though I shall feel myself weakening, on the verge of becoming overcome with fear. I shall remember how St. Peter at a blast of wind, began to sink because of lack of faith. And I shall do as he did, call upon Christ and pray to him for help. And then I trust 
he, Jesus, shall place his holy hand on me, and in the stormy seas hold me up from drowning. And therefore, my good daughter, do not let your mind be troubled over anything that shall happen to me in this world. Nothing can come but what God wills. And I am very sure that whatever that may be, however bad it may seem, it shall be for the best. Where St. Thomas More is remembering that moment when Jesus is walking on the water and the disciples don't know it's him. And Peter says, if it's really you, Lord, tell me to come to you. And Peter goes to him and he starts to realize how bad the seas are, starts to sink, and Jesus reaches out his hands and touches him and raises him up out of the water. And they both get into the boat. That's the image St. Thomas More had before he was martyred for his faith. Jesus calls us in the same way to be his disciples. Let's pray for that grace during this Eucharist.